Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Tales. In this issue, we discuss the end of the beginning, um, the death of our characters, the death of our superheroes. And what makes a good death? Last issue, we talked about what makes a good origin. But in this issue, I want to talk about what makes a good death. And first thing, first and foremost is it actually has to be final. Um, if a death isn't final, then it's not a death. It's just a pause. And comic books have done, and comic book writers have done a disservice to this treatment because they've, they've, killed off too many and brought them back in the not too distant future. They, they've killed off uh, Johnny Storm, brought him back. They killed off, um, you know, any number of people over the years and they, they just bring them back. And I think that's the problem. You, you can't kill. So Captain America has been killed. I don't know how many times and still comes back. Steve Rogers, Captain America has come back. And that, that's a problem for a lot of people. Because they don't trust. They see them die. And it doesn't have the same emotional significance it would if they were truly dead. They were not coming back. So if you, if the character has come back since their death, it's automatically disqualified as a good death. And I don't mean a good death in as they died well, lived a good life, died well. I mean, was it compelling? And the second part, number two, has to be it has to be emotionally uh, charged, meaning there has to have been some sacrifice or some uh, tragedy because of it. Not not somebody gets by a bus and that's it. They had to go out in a blaze of glory. They had to go out doing something or there has to be some emotional heartstrings that play or there has to be something that resonates across the decades and the years since. If that doesn't exist... Again, as we talk about with origins, there has to be that emotional connection for the reader or it doesn't stay. Okay? That's a problem. Um, so if you got those two, you've got the makings for a decent death sequence. Um, now, how it's handled can be a tragedy in and it of itself. Some are handled very poorly. Uh, the scourge of the underworld just kills villains it's not really it, it's not a good death it's just the, the you know get rid of characters um but when the when the character sacrifices themselves or is placed in a tragic situation not of their own making uh but it just it has a lasting impact on the the survivors that's a big deal and the marvel universe has had some of those and i just want to review some of them because i think they're interesting um and I think you may disagree with me on some of these, and that's okay. You don't have to agree with me, but you have to at least think. And that's that's all I'm really asking you to do is think about some of these characters. So let's let's, let's deal with the elephant in the room, Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben was Spider-Man's foray into superhero, the superhero nature of his character. And I, as I talk about in the issues. Uh, previous Spider-Man doesn't become a hero without the death of uncle Ben. 
So right, right away, Uncle Ben is still dead. He has not come back. And he has been a huge influence, not on just Spider-Man, but on the entire Marvel Universe. Because it's argue, you could argue that without Spider-Man, the Marvel Universe doesn't really get jump-started and kick-started and into what we know it as today. Spider-Man is key to that. Okay? So... Uncle Ben has to be in that pantheon of we got to think about this because this could be pretty important. Um, you know, the other one from the Spider-Man universe is Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy, love of Peter Parker's life, love of his life, dies while he's trying to save her from the Green Goblin. Now think about that. This is the person you feel you want to spend the rest of your life with. You're you. It's been years. You're you're into this, and she dies while you're trying to save her from your arch villain. That's got to mess you up. You know, you got Uncle Ben dead, which started your kicked off your career, and now you got the woman you love killed at your hands. You know, she breaks her neck while you're trying to save her falling off a bridge. That's got to be. That's a double whammy for Spider-Man, Peter Parker. That's that's gotta that's gotta play in your head. That's gotta echo for the rest of your life. Look what happened when. Okay? Look what happened when I tried to do the right thing, when I tried to care about somebody. Look what happens when I care about people. I can't lose Aunt May. You you start to understand why Aunt May is so pivotal in his life, is because he is so concerned about losing. One more thing to his past. One more thing that makes him Spider-Man. So you can't be a you can't uh, can't take that away from him. Um, Colossus comes up because he sacrificed himself to destroy the legacy virus in the X-Men universe. It's not as well known uh, for that reason, um, and I think that's part of this. And I, there's been rumblings that he's coming back, so he may be disqualified simply because he returns. Uh, so we'll have to see if that happens. He he was in the the um, Deadpool movie, although that doesn't necessarily track with the Marvel comic universe. It is something to think about. So I'm going to push him off to the side. Another one that f- kind of falls in that department is Jean Grey. Um, when she initially died uh, at the end of the F- Dark Phoenix saga, that was tragic. That was tragic. And had it remained right there, I th- I believe she would probably be in the top top three at least, top two, because of what she meant to the X-Men universe and to the greater Marvel universe. But when they brought her back with X-Factor, it didn't... I, I can't really name a story since then that really made any difference. Do you know what I mean? There was nothing about Jean Grey past that where she was put on trial for having destroyed, you know, the Shire Galaxy uh, as Phoenix, even though she wasn't the Phoenix. Uh, it just seemed ludicrous and stupid. So she can't, I can't put her on this list because they brought her back once. Even though she's currently dead, they did bring her back another time. And I think that loses some value for me. Another part of the X-Men universe is Charles Xavier. Um, think about this. Think about the man who effectively 
takes over one half of the mutants in the in the world to try to train them. Uh, the other side being Magneto and his evil ilk. Uh, Charles Xavier personifies uh, exactly what you expect from a kindly professor to make the world safer by trying to teach people how to use their powers. And he's he's the father figure most of these characters didn't have growing up. So he takes on mythic proportions, almost messianic proportions, uh, which, you know, again, he's dead and he has a huge emotional connection to everything. It reverberates throughout the Marvel universe. Um, and, and I think the fact that he was killed by Cyclops, who arguably thought of Xavier as his father, even though his father's still out there, think of him as his father and in his right mind would never have done something like this. He is tormented by that to this day. And he's actually, the Cyclops character has changed who he is, not necessarily for the better because of what he did and the, the guilt he feels over that. And, and the traumatic um, scene where Alex Summers confronts his brother about what he did in prison, that's, it's a pretty powerful thing. He's, he, you killed, you killed dad. You killed the man who made us what we are as a, as a people. You killed him. And I think uh, that's a pretty potent one as well. Um, and my last, you know, one in the ring here is the death of Captain Marvel, the original Captain Marvel, not the people who've come past who've taken that moniker, but the actual Marvel. Uh, the Cree warrior and not so much in his life because I think he was a minor character in the Marvel universe. I don't think, I don't really don't think he, he fit the, the hero mold very well and he was used poorly and not really well understood uh, as, as his entire existence. But the death of Captain Marvel by Jim Starlin in 1982, that epitomized what a death book what a death sequence should be and why do i say that i say that because in this book we recounted the things that he had done as a hero we recounted the things that he had done uh to save the universe uh and he just wanted to live in happiness and peace with his girlfriend uh on a foreign planet and he ends up getting effectively cancer he gets cancer because of things he did heroically. So there's an emotional attachment, uh, and to this day he's still dead. There's an emotional attachment because of what it was. He was trying to save somebody, and he actually used his abilities to save that person. And later on in life, he gets cancer because of the heroic nature of what he did. And his nega bands, which he wore, um, staved off the cancer for a time but they actually mutated the cancer. And I think the compelling part for me is the fact that all of the heroes in the universe come together, all the brains come together to try to cure cancer. And the question that they all start to ask themselves, and which you would ask yourself if you listened back to a couple issues ago, why didn't, why didn't the heroes stop World War II or end World War II? Why have they never tried to cure cancer? You think about that. Why did these super smart people never try to cure cancer. 
And they ask themselves that. It's it's spelled out in the book. And they have to question themselves, why why wouldn't we do this? Why didn't we do this before? Why did other people have to suffer that we didn't even try to save because we were too busy doing other things? You know, what what how shame on us for not having tried if you know it takes this event for us to do this. Uh in the end they can't save them. It's it's mutated too badly, and they they can't come up with a cure. They try many things, and it just doesn't it doesn't work. Um, and there's a poignant scene at the end of the book where Captain Marvel, shriveled, tiny, you know, he used to be this vibrant man, tiny in the bed um, with a feeding tube, and just everybody, good and bad, in the Marvel universe, come to pay their respects, with the exception of Thanos, who was dead but came back later uh his enemies the scrolls even come to pay the respects that to me is a huge thing you, when your enemies come to pay respects to you that that's pretty important that's pretty special and i think jim starlin captured exactly throughout this book how to do a death well okay so if you haven't guessed by now i think the captain marvel death by Jim Starlin in 1982 was the epitome of what a death should be. If you haven't read that book, go get it, read it. You'll enjoy it. It's, it's immensely moving, but it's, it's powerful and it, it, it will draw you in the Gwen Stacy thing. Yes, that's up there. I definitely agree. And it is a, a small, small arc that you can get through that. The um, uncle Ben, it's the first, you know, amazing fantasy number 15, it's not a long sequence, but it does have lasting repercussions, as does Gwen Stacy. Colossus, Charles Xavier, Jean Grey, if you're bent on the X-Men side of things, then yeah, that's probably... The Colossus is probably the weakest of the three. Um, Jean Grey would be the second, and only because of the Dark Phoenix. And had she not returned, I think that would certainly be up there. Charles Xavier is probably a big part of that, uh, but he hasn't been dead that long, so it's a little harder to... You kind of forget he's still... <laughs> You kind of forget that he's dead uh, because he hasn't been gone that long. So it's a little tougher. But, um, you know, that's what I think. Tell me what you think. Give me your thoughts. Check us out at HannahTreeProductions.com. You can hit me up at Comic Book Tales on Twitter. I'd love to hear if you think there's a better death in the Marvel Universe. And I've seen some people give me their opinions. Uh, I disagree with some of them. Some of them are in the top ten. But they're not necessarily... Um, the most compelling again it has to be emotional and they have to stay dead so if they haven't stayed dead if they've come back captain america you've come back too many times your death might have been tragic at the time but you've come back so therefore it doesn't doesn't work for me spider-man even dead sort of uh dr octopus took over his body but he came back doesn't work for me it's not you weren't dead you know so that's what i think Please let me know what you think. I'll talk to you next time. This has been Comic Book Tales. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.